Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with a Doc, the show where we bring your questions to Providence medical experts for insight and information. Remember, everyone, all of our questions come from you, our listeners, via social media. We can be found on Twitter at Providence and on Facebook under Providence Health System. Use the hashtag Talk with a Doc, that's hashtag Talk with a Doc, for a chance to hear your questions in our episodes. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Shana Hicks, clinical exercise physiologist and manager for St. Luke's Outpatient Cardiac and Pulmonary Services. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for information purposes only. If you have any medical questions, please reach out to your primary care or healthcare professional. Now let's dive in. Joining me during this event are Shelley Schmidt, exercise physiologist at St. Luke's with over 20 years of experience in our cardiac and pulmonary rehab program. I also have Laura Wombold, our program lead clinical exercise physiologist with over 10 years of experience. I'm thrilled to have both of you join me for this cardiac rehabilitation discussion. So to kick things off, why don't each of you share a little bit about what you do in your roles at St. Luke's and how about we start with you, Shelley? All right, well, I am an on-call um, exercise physiologist and I work in the classes and do some eval evaluations and hopefully help support the core staff in what they're doing. And my name is Laura and I'm a clinical exercise physiologist in our cardiac rehab program. And so I am evaluating um, cardiac patients as they come into our program. So making sure that um, it's a safe fit for them to be exercising in a group class setting. Um, I am also monitoring them as we schedule them into the group class setting. We are uh, watching their EKG, their heart rhythms, their blood pressures and other vital signs as they're in our monitored exercise program. Uh, I'm also doing some group education with these patients and we'll talk about that in a little bit as far as what that entails. Um, but those are my main roles in our cardiac rehab program. Great. Um, so Laura, I'm going to punt this one back to you and Shelly, you can also answer, but what was your journey to becoming an exercise physiologist? Yeah, I uh, started with getting my bachelor's degree um, from Pacific University in Oregon in exercise science, and then went on to get my master's degree in exercise physiology from the University of Montana and then um, did a, an internship in Missoula, Montana in cardiac rehab and um, worked for a little bit for Providence in Portland before uh, moving to Spokane and started working at St. Luke's um, Cardiac and Pulmonary Rehab. And I've been there for the last, or been here for the last 10 years. Yeah. So, Shall Mark, you? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So I am a graduate of Washington State University and I was fortunate enough as I graduated to get an internship up in Spokane in the cardiac rehab program here, which was fantastic. And it sold me on cardiac rehab, the patients, the staff, the whole community. Um, and I've worked in Spokane in cardiac rehab and um, down in Moscow, Idaho in their program. But that brought me back up to Spokane again and to start working for St. Luke's. And I've been at St. Luke's now for around 20 years. Yeah. That's amazing. And I would definitely agree. It was that internship and I did my internship here at St. Luke's too, but that changed my mind about what I wanted to do. And this is it. Cardiac rehab. So Laura, for, Laura, for those unfamiliar with cardiac rehab, can you describe what it is? 
Yeah, so if you've had a heart event or a heart procedure, um, this is a medically supervised um, monitored exercise program. We also do a lot of education on things like risk factors for cardiac disease and that kind of thing. So um, we are, you know, we, we host these classes in, in a group setting, but it's very individualized. We create an individualized treatment plan for every patient. So we're setting their goals in that initial one-on-one -on -one evaluation. And then we're following up with that patient at least monthly on their specific goals, whether that be exercise goals, um, nutrition goals, um, emotional health goals, and, and things like that. And we also include smoking cessation in there as well. Um, this is a program that is covered by most insurance companies. And um, there are usually three different phases. So there's phase one cardiac rehab would be um, on the hospital floor before they're discharged from the hospital. Um, at St. Luke's here, we are a phase two cardiac rehab program. So that's mostly what I work in where these patients are discharged from the hospital and they come to us two or three days a week as outpatients. And we work with them um, for you know, up, to, up to three months or so sometimes. Um, there's also what's considered phase three cardiac rehab or maintenance. Um, we currently don't have our maintenance program um, due to COVID-19. But um, previously, before COVID-19, we, um, we would have phase three maintenance program where it kind of bridges that gap if, if patients uh, weren't quite ready to be out on their own after phase two cardiac rehab, it kind of bridged that gap um, where we would monitor them less, but it was still in a partially monitored setting. Yeah, that's great. Um, I often think about when we've asked patients in the past, you know, about cardiac rehab, what it, what it means to them and what would they tell others that it is. And I remember one answer in particular that really spoke to me about how the patients feel. And that patient said that cardiac rehab is about healing broken hearts, which was has impacted how I see the service that we provide the community. Um, so Shelly, who should attend cardiac rehab? And then Laura, if you want to follow that up with who are or what are the most common cardiac diseases? Well, insurance generally covers if you've had a heart attack in the last 12 months, if you've had, um, if you have stable angina, meaning that you have chest pain that's reproducible with exertion, um, if you've had open heart surgery, coronary artery bypass graft, if you've had um, a stent or angioplasty placed, and that's um, a little balloon that goes into the artery that op helps open it up, that's covered. Um, a valve repair or um, replacement, that's covered. Um, we see heart transplants. We see people with congestive heart failure that's stable. Um, and on occasion, some insurances will cover if you have peripheral artery disease. And generally that is, um, people notice it by pain in their legs, um, and it's diagnosed, of course, by your physician. So those are some of the covered diagnoses, but Laura can go over some more details of that. Yeah, so I would say we mostly see patients um, that Shelly just referred to. However, um, there are some insurance companies that will cover other conditions, like if you're having certain heart arrhythmias um, or just coronary artery disease in general. 
Um, and, you know, this is a very important service because um, heart disease or coronary artery disease um, remains the number one cause of death in the United States. Um, it claims more lives every year than all forms of cancer um, and chronic lower respiratory diseases combined. So, so very significant. Um, and we also know that 30% of all events are from um, reoccurrences that could have been prevented with you know, talking through lifestyle changes with healthy nutrition and exercising regularly. So um, this is all, you know, really shows the emphasis on the importance of cardiac rehab. Yeah, huge benefits of attending. Um, so Laura, what are some symptoms to watch for? Yeah, so depending on, you know, what what is going on with your heart, whether it's, you know, a valve issue or coronary artery disease, with, with plaque buildup in the vessels, the, the symptoms can vary. Um, a lot of the patients we see coming into the program with coronary artery disease or plaque buildup in the coronary arteries um, can have you know, symptoms of, of angina. Um, we usually describe those symptoms as you know, potentially being um, you know, nose to navel, front side or back side. Um, it, it generally would come on exertionally. So those are some of the the education we're providing patients to, to watch for these types of um, typical anginal symptoms. Um, so we do give that education in the class. Um, you know, if we go around the room and, and ask patients what their symptoms of angina were, if, if they have had angina in the past, it's amazing to, to hear how differently it can be de described. So we kind of generally talk about all, all those symptoms um, and what they can feel like. Um, especially for, for women or people who are diabetic, um, sometimes their symptoms can be more confusing. And so there is that big push, you know, that go red for, for women in February, that date where we all wear red to raise awareness that um, women's symptoms of coronary artery disease can be um, harder to um, be diagnosed or be, you know, to tell if that is a, a heart issue. Sometimes we will feel more excessively short of breath or um, have you know flu-like symptoms or be excessively fatigued um, some of those symptoms that we don't as quickly recognize as being caused by our heart so there is a big push to get that education out there right and um, you know versus men or some of the more typical signs like the elephant sitting on the chest so that's a really good point that you brought up all right, so when was St. Luke's Cardiac Rehab Center established? And Shelly, since you have been here the longest, do you wanna take this one on? Sure. So Cardiac Rehab started at St. Luke's in 1998, um, but it has been in the community since 1980. It began here with two cardiologists who, with the support of the majority of the cardiologists in the community, started an independent program for the community. And as St. Luke's became um, one of the largest freestanding medical rehab programs in the region, it was the best fit for cardiac rehab to then move to St. Luke's. And that happened in 1998. They offered more space, good resources, and the talent to give the clients the very best services that they could. Nice. And I think that it's so amazing when we kind of reflect back about cardiac rehab in general, and in the 1930s, the rehab recommendation was actually bed rest. And it wasn't until 1950s that we started to introduce, you know, short bouts of walking. 
And then, of course, the current state right now where exercise is really the cornerstone of cardiac rehab, because we now know that there's no other therapy that has as broad of an impact on our coronary artery disease risk factors as exercise does. So thank you, Shelly, for talking about the evolution at St. Luke's. Laura, how would a person end up coming to St. Luke's Cardiac Rehab Center? Yeah, so if you do have any of those diagnoses that Shelly referred to previously, um, your physician might be talking to you about the benefits of cardiac rehab, and um, we would need a signed referral from a physician, and that would go to our patient care coordinators here at St. Luke's who receive that referral and would get you scheduled for that initial one-on-one -on -one, um, appointment with a clinician where we would kind of evaluate um, your, your condition, your symptoms, and that kind of thing, and get you ready for that group class setting. Yeah, that's good. Um, and honestly, despite all of the benefits of cardiac rehab, it still remains underutilized. Uh, in fact, there was a report that estimated that those that were eligible to attend, only 19 to 34% actually attended a program, which is kind of sad. Um, and some of the barriers that they put in the report was lack of a referral from the physician, lack of awareness or perceived need. Uh, maybe they didn't have any insurance coverage. And then, of course, the distance of the rehab facility. Um, so, Shelly, can you share the importance of attending a cardiac rehab program with us? Sure. So the benefits, really the probably the absolute most beneficial part is to help improve quality of life, um, the health-related quality of life that we can help to improve. Um, I think it's really normal that people, after they've gotten a cardiac diagnosis um, of, of any kind, there's some apprehension, they're nervous, and hopefully we can help alleviate some of that, let them know what's normal, what's not normal, what they should be looking for. I think that's really one of the biggest uh, benefits of cardiac rehab. Also, um, decreasing readmission to the hospital. I don't think anybody wants to head back to the hospital. And cardiac rehab has been shown to decrease that by 31%, which is, is pretty significant. Um, we try and make that heart and lungs and skeletal muscles work more efficiently so they can, they're able to do more, um, hopefully decrease some of the risk factors for heart disease, um, decrease blood pressure, keep that within normal limits, um, help decrease cholesterol and bring up the good cholesterol in our bodies. Those are some benefits of cardiac rehab and, and of exercise. Um, and really to slow, slow or decrease the amount of plaque in our arteries. That's one of the great benefits. Um, helps with weight management. Um, really exercise as a cornerstone of cardiac rehab can hit all the risk, risk factors of heart disease. And really, I think going back to apprehension helps people to know what they can and can't do, um, what is normal for them, and help them to progress. Yeah, so many benefits of cardiac rehab. And I think you brought up a really good one that stands out to me, too. And that is the positive impact on the emotional health. And I can remember one experience in particular that it was a school teacher who had no family history of heart disease. And when he came to the program after a heart attack, he was so apprehensive about what he could and couldn't do, and exactly what you just said, Shelly. 
It was amazing though, to see the confidence level increase day by day as the staff monitored him and gave him the tools to live a healthy lifestyle. I remember him saying that going through the cardiac rehab program was the most positive and uplifting experience since his heart attack. And as his emotional health improved, it was really powerful to watch him begin to give back and inspire those around him in the class, kind of that group support to make changes. So one of the most rewarding parts of the job, I think. All right, what would a patient be able to expect? Laura, do you wanna to speak to the evaluation process? And then Shelly, if you wanna talk about our group classes. Yeah, so for that first scheduled appointment, that one-on-one -on -one session, you would um, come into the facility at St. Luke's and meet um, with our patient care coordinator. They would have you assign some initial paperwork like consent forms and some basic outcome measurements that we track um, pre and post cardiac rehab, like a dietary assessment, emotional health assessment, and that type of thing. And then we would you would meet with one of our clinicians and we have already been able to access your um, electronic medical records. So we have pulled the relevant um, cardiac or pulmonary or any, any prior health history that we would need to know about to give you good care in the cardiac program. And so we would be reviewing that with you, just getting an update on how you're doing. Are you still having some lingering symptoms that you, you're concerned about? Have you reported those to your physician? And just kind of getting a general update on, on the patient. Um, do you have sternal precaution questions? If you've had that open heart procedure, uh, procedure and just in general, how are you doing? Um, and then we would um, go through, you know, kind of individualizing that, that program for that patient. Um, like I mentioned, previously, we would do some initial goal setting. So we would um, talk about, you know, exercise goal setting, you know, what, what do you have access to? Do you have access to a good area to walk or some indoor equipment or, or kind of just get that patient thinking outside the box with, you know, once we've gotten started in cardiac rehab, what are some ways we can start incorporating some home exercise into their routine? So just kind of start thinking through that process. Um, and we would do the same thing with nutrition goals, kind of get an update on how they're doing nutrition wise um, and kind of setting some goals there. Um, we would do that for emotional health. So just checking in and um, seeing how that, that patient is doing. It's very common for heart patients to go through some bouts of depression. So we wanna be that support system for them and just in general checking in on them and, and seeing if they need any additional resources that we can provide at that time to kind of help them um, through through that life-changing event, that heart event. And, and hopefully they, they'll see getting into the program that they're kind of there in a group class setting that that's also meant to be a support system for them. Um, if they're currently smoking, we would, you know, work on some smoking cessation goals and that type of thing. And then we would collect some resting vital signs. We'd be checking some blood pressures. Uh, we would be hooking them up to a three lead heart, heart monitor to watch their heart rhythm and heart rate. And we do an initial walk assessment on that first day of that one-on-one -on -one appointment, just to get kind of a baseline of where they're at endurance wise and everybody starts at different points. So it's mainly for us um, just so that we know where to set that initial exercise prescription for their first group class setting. It's not a stress test or anything. It's mainly so that we know where they're at. Um, and so we would on their very final day of class um, kind of do post outcome measurements. We would check in again on how that 
that diet is doing or nutrition. We'd check in on how their emotional health is doing by having them fill out some forms. We would do a post cardiac rehab six minute walk test and um, give them a, a graduation certificate so they can kind of really see um, the change um, over their course of going through the program. So, and then um, once they start classes, their group classes, so currently there's no more than 10 in each class, um, and we would hook them up to a monitor to watch their rhythm, um, we'll get their heart rate, we'll check blood pressures, and then start them exercising. And during that time, we'll also ask them how hard they feel like they're working, um, watch their blood pressure, make sure their body is responding to the exercise in an appropriate way. And from there, we can progress them. Um, we also do um, strength training with the patients, and that includes some flexibility and balance exercises. And we do education, and the education um, hits, and this is in a group, the anatomy and physiology of the heart, risk factors for heart disease, weight management, um, diabetes. Um, we try and do tobacco cessation for people who are in need of that. Um, cholesterol, nutrition, um, some home exercise guidelines, because again, this is something we want people to be doing for a lifetime, not just for the time that they're in our class. So we really try and work and find a way that they can continue this outside of class. Um, and we also, because it is a big one as Laura brought up, um, work on emotional health. So we do do classes on stress and depression. Um, so that's basically what they can expect out of the class as a group. And then they also have some individual education that's done with them as needed. Right, thank you, Shelley. Um, knowledge is power, right? So right. I think education is huge for what we do for the patients that come through. And I love the balance classes um, because that's something that we tend to lose as we age. So teaching them balance, I think, is really fun. All right, can we dig a little bit deeper into details such as the length of the program and the team of staff involved? Do you want to start this one out, Shelley? Sure. So as far as how long the classes last, um, it, it varies for each person based on what their needs are. Um, however, insurance coverage um, generally covers 36 visits two to three times a week for, for um, three months. So that's basically what the insurance will cover. And most insurance companies most um, follow what Medicare's guidelines on that. Laura, do you want to talk about the staff? Yeah. yeah. And then so as far as our, our staff um, in the program, we have a multidisciplinary team. Um, so we have um, staff with all different backgrounds, which is, is great because if we have certain patient questions or concerns, we have multiple people on staff that we can kind of refer to as kind of a true expert in that area. Um, so we have clinical exercise physiologists. Um, we have um, registered dietitians on staff. Uh, we also have a respiratory therapist on staff, and um, mo most all of us um, have certain trainings that go along with that um, and continuing education and that kind of thing. So um, we are, um, most of us are advanced um, cardiac life support certified, um, or some of our staff are basic life support certified. Um, we're also ha um, having mo the majority of our staff trained to work with left ventricular assist device patients um, because we do work in that population also. Um, and we're trained to be able to you know, check their blood glucose numbers and that kind of thing if there's any type of blood sugar 
um, event or symptoms. Um, and this is truly a you know team approach to patient-centered care. So we are um, also uh, keeping that patient's physician in the loop. If we see any concerns or if we have any questions, maybe about how high that heart, that patient's um, heart rate is getting, or um, maybe you know some low blood pressure issues, or, or whatever it might be, any arrhythmias that we see that um, are new for that patient, um, we are routing that that information over to that patient's cardiologist um, or possibly putting in a phone call to their office um, just to really keep that team in the loop with the, the patient's other physicians um, involved in their care. Um, we also have, you know, our, our supervising physician on site if we were to have a concern and, and need to utilize our physician as well. Um, and yeah, go ahead, Shana. I was just going to say that, yeah, the supervising physician, that always made me feel, you know, better about things too. Just having that team, not just the staff, but then also the patient's physicians and our supervising physician, if something was to happen, we can go to them immediately. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, what are some aspects that you like the most about what you do? All right, I'll start out with this one. Um, I really think it's so rewarding to to work with these patients for you know two or three months or so and really get to know their story. Uh, we get to see them you know at least a couple times a week. So I love to learn you know what's what's their story, where are they from, and just really get to know them. Um, I think it's really rewarding to see where they start and where they progress to when they're completing cardiac rehab, they a lot of times will come into our program, um, you know, kind of lacking confidence and, and with a little bit of fear, um, understandably that they've just gone through this life changing heart event. And so maybe in some cases are, are not really entirely sure about what, you know, what just happened with their heart. So we, we were providing that education and you know they're exercising with us in a, a monitored setting which i think they get a lot of comfort from that we're you know we're slowing them down if we see their heart rate up too high or just in general involving them in those conversations with with why we're slowing them down or speeding them up and and helping them gain that confidence as they go through the program that they they can start to push their heart again um, safely and um, kind of knowing how hard to push themselves when they're exercising outside of class as well. So I, I think there's a huge confidence growth um, as they attend cardiac rehab and complete the program. So I'd say that's probably my favorite part. Right. I would agree. Shelly, what about you? Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, it's, it's amazing to watch as the patients start and finish um, how they improve. So, I mean, I I can't think of a better job where you can have patients come in and you get to see see the improvements day in and day out. You get to see them notice the improvements day in and day out and the excitement that they have when they realize they can do this. Because really, we do the monitoring and we try and help um, progress them, letting them know what their body can tolerate and, and what it's maybe not ready to tolerate yet. Um, but they do the work. They do all the work. And there's a great sense of accomplishment in that. Um, and they continue the work hopefully long after they're here. So it's nice to be a part of something that will change them for a lifetime. Right, well said. Um, can either of you share the most memorable patient experience? Well, I'll start out on this one. And, and I have to say that um, each person who comes through the cardiac rehab program um, has 
a unique experience. They uh, may have a, the same diagnosis as the person next to them, but they're, you know, they're a unique person and have a different story. Um, so each one is exciting to watch and see progress. Um, I guess some of my favorite um, patient memories are the ones who um, maybe at the beginning of class when they first start, aren't able to walk into class on their own. And then by the end of class, um, they can walk up hills. They're, um, you know, they're not having any problem getting back and forth to class or to the, in the grocery store. Um, those are my favorite stories. And there's many of those. Um, so that's fun to see. There's many of those that have those stories. Yeah, so that, that improvement is huge. Can you think of anything, Laura? Um, no, I think Shelly, I would ag agree with a lot of what Shelly said that, it, you know, there's so many of our patients that I would love to highlight here because um, a lot of them have such amazing stories. Um, you know, some of them have very interesting goals as far as what they were hoping to return to. So it's really fun to kind of think outside the box and how can we um, help that pa patient progress to meet those very specific goals um, that they have. And so there's there's so many neat um uh, success stories. So it's hard to highlight just one, but um, yeah, we have a lot of amazing patients. Yeah, I would agree. It is hard to just pick just one because there are so many. Um, okay. Is there anything that we haven't covered that either of you would like to share about cardiac rehabilitation? I would just say that, you know, just reemphasize that it has such huge benefits. And so we hope to see that it gets better utilized. Um, and I think there's a lot of growth for cardiac rehab as far as just seeing things eventually come down the pipe as far as, you know, maybe being able to offer some virtual um, cardiac rehab sessions in the future and, you know, kind of working in, in that direction where we can reach more people, um, maybe, you know, maybe more you know, rural um, folks or, um, you know, a lot of times people can have a hard time getting into our, our site, our facility. So um, I think there's a lot of room for growth there. So it's a very um, exciting field to be in, in, I would say, with a lot of huge benefits for patients. Right. Agreed. All right. Well, I want to close by saying a huge thank you to Shelly and Laura for joining us today and to everyone for listening and sending in your questions. To learn more about our initiatives, programs, services, and ways to give, you can visit providence.org. Uh, and make sure to follow us on social media under Providence on Twitter and at Providence Health System on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.